From employers and insurers to the federal Medicare program, the focus by payers on medical errors is unprecedented. But strides can be made in the move to patient safety, and physicians can have a leadership role. Welcome to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Dr. Richard Anderson, chairman and CEO of The Doctor's Company. Prior to running what today is the largest physician-owned malpractice carrier, Dr. Anderson was a clinical professor of medicine at the University of California, San Diego, and is past chairman of the Department of Medicine at Scripps Memorial Hospital there, where he served as an oncologist for nearly two decades. Dr. Anderson is the editor of a book, Medical Malpractice, a physician's source book, and the author of numerous peer-reviewed articles and publications on everything from medical malpractice to the defense of medicine. And he joins us today from the doctor's company's offices in beautiful Napa, California. Dr. Anderson, welcome to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD. Thank you. Nice to be with you. So it's wonderful to have you. And if you could first tell us about the importance of patient safety from your perspective as CEO of the doctor's company, which is, if you will, the largest physician-owned malpractice carrier. And give us a little tutorial on the doctor's company and the role that you are playing and your company is in the patient safety debate, and where can we can go from here with the Physicians of America. Well, thanks for that question, because I think it's a very important one. I think that from the first day of medical school, every aspiring physician is taught that above all else, the welfare of the patient has to come first, and that we all strive mightily to optimize clinical outcomes, even in circumstances where uh, great outcomes may not be feasible. We have a lot more to learn about human biology and the complexity of human organisms, Um, so it's not like running an assembly line. But on the other hand, every physician is seeking optimal outcomes with every patient encounter. In the last decade or so, there has been an emphasis on optimizing or improving clinical outcomes based on system analysis rather than on the training of individual doctors or the practices of individual doctors. And this is really a salutary development, particularly as our medical care system has evolved in a way where a certain amount of clinical decision-making is no longer in the hands of physicians in the sense of being regulated by managed care. As one example, the remarkable complexity of care for some types of illnesses, which requires the inputs of many physicians, nurses, and other healthcare providers, all converging to provide uh, medical care for a single patient. And so there's an increasing proportion of medical care which is outside the direct control of individual physicians. And or, at the very least, the actions of individual physicians are heavily impacted by the actions of other aspects of the healthcare system. So the focus is on the whole system rather than on individual physicians. And this, we believe, really is an appropriate way to look at the problems and should facilitate better outcomes. In essence, patient safety movement starts backwards to get the right answer. Instead of saying there's an error, who caused it and whose fault was it, we ask the question the other way. What was or what is the optimal outcome for this patient and how can we maximize the likelihood of achieving that outcome? And then we can work backwards to putting those factors in place. 
Well, Dr. Anderson, you write in one of your many articles on this topic in The Physician Insurer, which ran in the third quarter of last year, that you talk about a lot of this stuff is a no-brainer, and you give some tips to people. And one of the things I thought was interesting, you talked about, you know, be providers instead of doctors. And could you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, I think that it's a no-brainer in the sense that everybody wants ideal outcomes. There's nobody outside of the plaintiff's bar that benefits from adverse outcomes in the healthcare system, so that everyone is committed to the same set of goals. But how we achieve those goals or what the best way to achieve those goals is complex. One example that is often used is prescription error, and prescription error turns out to be, or medication error, turns out to be the single most common cause of adverse outcomes in the healthcare system, in part because there's so many, literally billions of prescriptions that are provided each year. But when we discuss it traditionally in the sense of prior notions of risk management, we would tend to focus on the legibility of physicians' handwriting or the misuse of abbreviations or ambiguous abbreviations and what can we do to change that. And that's all well and good, but at the end of the day, the real issue that we're focusing on is how does the right patient get the right medication at the right time in the dose which is intended and for the length of time which is intended, and oh, by the way, how do we make sure that he or she is not getting other medications that might interfere with this, and how do we make sure that the medication is actually uh, taken by the patient? That's a much, much bigger challenge than simply getting physicians' handwriting to be legible, although legibility becomes part of the process. So I think if we focus from a systems point of view, we want to focus on that outcome, right patient, right medication, right duration, right directions, instead of saying if all physicians were calligraphers, then the healthcare system would be safer. Well, if you're just tuning in or if you're just joining us or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune, and joining us today from his company's offices in Napa, California, is Dr. Richard Anderson. He's the CEO of The Doctor's Company, which is the nation's largest physician-owned and operated malpractice company. And Dr. Anderson is talking to us today about patient safety and the patient safety movement as it relates to medical malpractice. And Dr. Anderson, in one of the many articles that you've written, you talk about having patients become consumers. And we hear a lot about the consumer-directed health plans that are out there and the whole health insurance industry. But this is an interesting notion, too, for physicians to consider as a risk management tool, is it not? Is that kind of what you're getting at here? Yes, I think so. I think that just as the transformation of the notion of a patient into the notion of a consumer and the transformation of a doctor into a provider. On the one hand, there are aspects of that that make sense, and we understand what the origins of the semantic changes are. And on the other hand, there are really quite a bit of concern. In other words, we all would agree that it's very valuable when patients are informed about their illnesses, knowledgeable about the options for care, and in a position to monitor whether they're receiving the appropriate care as it's intended to be given. On the other hand, buying medical care or delivering medical care is not the same thing as buying canned vegetables at the supermarket. And there's a reason why people go to medical school, and there's a reason why hospitals are complex institutions, and there's a reason why disease outcomes are not uniform. So while we all would encourage patients to be informed, we also need to be appropriate in the metrics by which consumers of medical care monitor the medical care 
and that we don't dehumanize doctors into being healthcare providers. Doctors are not machines. Doctors are doctors. Practice of medicine is a high calling, and I think to the extent that some of these semantic changes deprofessionalize the practice of medicine, that is an adverse outcome, which is to no one's advantage. And certainly, patients as consumers, they're able to get a lot more information on the internet and so forth. And so they kind of know more than they used to, certainly, about some of the most intricate medical practices. And so that could weigh in a physician's favor, but could it also uh, work the other way? Yes, I think you're exactly right. I think that well-informed patients, that's terrific. That's to everyone's advantage. And the Internet is an outstanding source of valuable medical information. It is also a source of an incalculable amount of garbage. And the individual patient is not always in the best position, in fact, often not in a good position at all, to tell the difference between the stuff that's on the Internet that's of value and the stuff that isn't. One just rule of thumb is to use websites from reputable sources like the National Institute of Health or the National Cancer Institute. Some of the large commercial websites provide very good information. WebMD, for example, provides very good information. But all too often, people do a Google search, read through the first 30 articles, weight them all equally, and come up with some very unusual notions. One way I like to phrase this is that it's not desirable for a patient to know more about his or her disease than the doctor does. And in fact, if you really know more about your disease than the doctor does, then you need to get another doctor. (laughs) On the other hand, it's absolutely necessary that the patient trusts the physician. And the internet can be both a help and a hindrance in that regard. And you also talk in your article, Dr. Anderson, about the patient safety movement and as it relates to a, a risk management tool for physicians out there to seek permission to order a chest X-ray. And when this is, I think, part of, if you will, the overarching communication that needs to be rather detailed between a doctor and a patient when they're talking about you know, the potential risk situations that a physician could get into. Yes, I think that's absolutely right. I think that managed care is sort of the third actor that's in the consulting room now. It used to be just the doctor and patient, but now we often have managed care so that the desires of the physician now in many circumstances have to be arbitrated by a remote intermediary which knows virtually nothing about the situation at hand and is relying on computer algorithms which at the very least slow down, add complexity and cost to the provision of care, and even worse, have the potential for leading care in the wrong direction, usually by omission rather than commission. But of course, errors of omission can be just as devastating as those of commission. Well, and another thing that you bring up, and it's not like doctors are looking for more paperwork to that end relative to uh, managed care and dealing with health insurers, but you bring up a really interesting point about in your article relative to the patient safety movement. A physician should work in a system that values documentation more than care itself. And if you could elaborate on that a little bit, if you will. Yeah, I think it's considered an absolute rule of thumb in our medical legal system that if it's not written down, it didn't happen. And because, in essence, that's the standard of evidence that lawyers use when they're in court. Now, of course, what's the reality? Well, the reality is it either did happen or it didn't happen. Whether or not it's written down, and it's desirable that it be written down, but the point is what we should be interested in here is substance and not style. So I'm not arguing against good medical documentation, but I think 
the care that is actually delivered or delivering good care is, if one must choose, is more important than optimizing the medical record. We don't always have to choose between those two, but this notion that if it's not written down, it didn't happen is another way of saying guilty until proven innocent, and it's really an inappropriate standard for something as complex as the provision of medical care, which cannot readily be summarized in a few paragraphs in a medical record. Well, Dr. Richard Anderson has been our guest today. He's the CEO of The Doctor's Company, which is the nation's largest physician-owned malpractice carrier. And we've been talking about how physicians can help themselves with the patient safety movement and how they can have a leadership role in dealing with risk management and possibly avoiding a malpractice situation. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and you've been listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at reachmd.com, which now features our entire medical show library in on-demand podcasts. And I want to thank Dr. Anderson, and I want to thank you for listening today.